Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 6, The Understatement of the Year. Janelle feels that Cody needs to man up and be a father to all of his kids. But being a father isn't on Cody's mind. Cody, delusional Kotex, thinks that Janelle thinks that he's hot. And he says he has nice pecs and a great six-pack of abs. And Cody says Janelle isn't in love with him. That's all she's interested in. His six-pack of abs and his great pecs. What a fucking egotistical freak. Cody, first of all, thinks he's hot. He's delusional. And second of all, he thinks after he treats his wife like shit and treats her kids like shit, that she's going to be impressed and attracted to his six-pack of abs and his pecs. And they aren't so great. I put a thumbnail of Cody when he jumped into the prairie dog playland drainage ditch of what he looks like. He's not hot. And... Also, add to that the way he treats women, the way he treated his ex-wives, and oh my god, vomit, vomit everywhere. Cody isn't hot. He's an older man. He's balding. He has two curls that he brushes forward to cover his baldness in the whole front of his head, and in the back, the back of his scalp midway, we have the long hair just starting halfway down his scalp. It's really not attractive. It looks very weird. And Cody's body, in my opinion, is disgusting. We saw it when Cody got in his underwear and he jumped in the prairie dog infested drainage ditch. And seeing it once was enough. We don't have to see it again. That man is not hot. He looked older. And whether he works out or not, he doesn't look good. Cody's looks are nothing to write home about. And even if Cody was a 10, let's say in the dream world that Cody was a 9 or a 10, like he fancies himself to be. If Cody treats women like shit with his toxic, narcissistic abuse and manipulative ways, no woman will find him attractive in the universe. Unless, of course, they don't respect themselves. Cody isn't attractive, not outside and not inside. And I don't like to judge a book by its cover ever, but we have seen Cody's selfish, emotionally abusive, narcissistic behavior. We have seen his unhinged emotions, his delusional thinking, his toxic ways. And even if Cody had the best pecs and six pack in the world, which he doesn't, no woman with any self-worth would want the poster boy for a midlife crisis. I seriously threw up in my mouth during that scene when Cody dove into that drainage ditch on the prairie dog playlands. Cody is no Shamar Moore, and he never will be. Cody is in love with himself. He thinks he looks good. Listen, just because he works out, all the working out in the world won't fix his outside or his inside. Cody doesn't look good. He doesn't act well. Now, we know that Cody thinks he looks good. And his wives, including the shop lady, have said that Cody likes to flex in the mirror and admire himself. What a fucking joke. What a waste of time. Maybe, just maybe, Cody should spend that time he takes admiring himself, pumping on the follicle booster spray from China by the boatload, fixing his hair. Maybe Cody could take that time, time he spends flexing in the mirror admiring himself or working out or on his barely there hair. 
Maybe he should spend that time on his kids. If Cody were really a confident man, he wouldn't leave his hair like that, in my opinion. It's bizarre. It's weird. Two Goldilocks curls just brush forward to cover the baldness, like two side bangs. And then there's just baldness across the first half of his head and then just long hair party in the back. And it is bizarre AF. And, you know, I want to point out something. Sex and attraction is a very important part of any romantic relationship. Sex is amazing, but it takes much more than physical attraction and sex to connect and maintain a relationship with the woman you are married to. I don't think any woman, no matter how physically attracted they are to a guy, wants to bang someone who disrespects them, who's condescending, who emotionally abuses them, who neglects them and their kids, especially emotionally. I don't give a fuck if you're Shamar Moore or Charlie Hunnam or Norman Reedus, or whoever your celebrity crushes. I don't give a fuck how attractive you are or who you are. It does not make up for emotional abuse, for neglect, for mistreatment in any way, for disrespecting a woman, for treating her like she is not your equal. It doesn't matter how attractive you are, that shit doesn't fly. We learned this episode that Janelle wants to stay separated, and Cody doesn't get it, in fact, Cody and Janelle went to lunch this episode and Cody assumed that they would come out of it reunited and back together. And Janelle wanted to stay separated and Cody was very surprised by that. Cody doesn't get it. He doesn't get why Janelle wants to stay separated. And he promises Janelle that he will never get angry again. He says he's morphing his grief, his sadness, his sorrow into anger. And he promises to stop and he says he won't be triggered. It'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. I promise it'll never happen again. I'll never do that again. What does that sound like? That's typical narcissistic abuse. The guy will hit you or shout at you or disrespect you or yell and then shower you with, I'm sorry, it'll never happen again. I love you, promising never again, never again. It's never, never again. And then the next time it happens, it will be your fault. You made me do it. You angered me. You triggered me. You triggered me with this or with that. I don't really buy one ounce of Cody's bullshit. And Janelle is a smart woman. Neither will she. This episode opens with Christine and her older daughters and their husbands making paintings for Valentine's Day. Christine really loves watching her kids become a couple and then watching her kids and their spouses become parents. Christine explains that Valentine's Day was something that they didn't know what to do with. It's not a polygamist friendly holiday. And Janelle says she isn't doing much for Valentine's Day since she and Cody aren't in communication. And she says even if they were, she wouldn't want to do Valentine's Day with Cody or with the family. Robin explains that Valentine's Day is tricky for a plural family. And she says this year it's complicated and it's hard and it's horrible. Yeah, I'm sure it really sucks for her to get all the gifts and have all her husband's attention which she already got anyway, even when Cody was married to three other women 
and had tons of other kids. Sure, it's just such a hardship for her to just have Cody to herself on Valentine's Day. Mary reveals that she isn't doing a damn thing for Valentine's Day. She doesn't have a Valentine. And Christine says that Cody would sometimes bring over a Valentine's Day gift. Sometimes he would just give the gifts to his wives with everybody there at night during the family gathering. Just like what we saw when Cody got each of his wives huge bouquets of flowers and he handed them to his wives. They were all in the same room trying to serve dinner to the kids and he just awkwardly handed each of his wives their bouquet of flowers like it was an assembly factory line. We saw that. It was super romantic. Christine didn't feel bad for Cody back then and she says now Cody has just Robin for Valentine's Day so he should be just fine. Learned that Truly isn't ready for Christine to meet someone yet but Christine tells her older daughters during paint night that she is talking to a matchmaker and she's really nervous about dating. She has never been with anyone but Cody and she says she isn't ready because she didn't have a great intimate marriage. She's not really ready to put herself out there. She has a lot of self-esteem issues. She's very self-conscious about herself and her abilities and her appearance because Cody made it very clear that he was not attracted to her, even though I really think she's Cody's most beautiful wife. And I think Janelle is beautiful too. They're beautiful. I can't even believe that Cody would make Christine ever feel unattractive. But because of this, Christine is really nervous to put herself out there. She is looking for something that Cody never was. She wants a bald, tatted guy who drives a motorcycle. And she says she wants lots of tattoos because it would be Cody's opposite. And she is looking for something that Cody never was. She wants someone who is a partner, a good communicator, someone who's funny, and she would love a sense of humor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I believe that she found that in the boyfriend she has now, the fiance she has now, because we saw him trolling with that nacho photo where he's feeding Christine nachos. And as we know, there was that incident where Christine was wolfing down chili cheese nachos in the back of Cody's car when they were, I believe, first courting or engaged. And Cody became really disgusted with her and he realized he wasn't attracted to Christine because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, Christine's current man is a real man and he definitely has a sense of humor. Christine went to a matchmaker and she told her matchmaker everything. That she was a public person, she used to be a polygamist, that she left polygamy, she told them about all of her kids. And Christine really wants a monogamous this time. She is done with polygamy. So Tony, Taco Tony, asks Christine if she concluded that polygamy doesn't work. And Christine says it didn't work for her, but it did work and she doesn't regret where she is and all of her kids. 
All of her kids are because of polygamy. So to an extent it did work, it just doesn't work specifically for her. Seen doesn't regret living polygamy because all of her kids are a result of living in a plural marriage. So she doesn't regret living polygamy at all. Seen explains that it took her a long time to leave. It took her years to leave. So leaving their church, Christine says she was going to do it classy. And leaving her marriage, she was going to do it classy too. Christine is full of grace, full of class and dignity and elegance. Look how Christine carries herself. She's going to do it classy and without bitterness leaving her marriage. And that's what she did. Christine says sometimes, yeah, she gets frustrated or angry or disappointed. She sometimes doesn't like all of the control that happens, but she says she will always still be as classy as possible. Christine says she was married to someone who wasn't physically attracted to her. And the biggest reason she hasn't dated is because of self-esteem issues from that, that resulted from that. Christine is beautiful. She really is Cody's prettiest wife, as is Janelle. And it's really sad that some asshole who isn't good enough for these women, who are way better looking than him, by the way, made them feel like they weren't attractive, like they weren't enough when they're obviously too good for him inside and out. If Cody wasn't attracted to Christine, then there is something wrong with him because Christine is definitely the prettiest wife, along with Janelle. Now, Cody probably knew that Christine was way more attractive than him. So he probably intentionally made her feel bad about herself, about her looks, when she is very pretty. And when Christine was having that conversation in season one about Robin being the trophy wife, I was thinking personally that she was way prettier, honestly. She's prettier inside and out. Christine says the biggest reason she left Cody was she didn't want to be in a marriage where her kids would know that she was married to someone who wasn't attracted to her. So she says leaving was the choice. She wasn't staying in a marriage like that. And she wasn't going to show her kids that that was acceptable because it's not. It's not acceptable. And she showed her kids the right example to make sure you are getting what you deserve and no less. Christine is very scared about dating and she doesn't feel ready. And she says Cody is the only guy that she's ever even kissed. And Christine worries that she's going to suck at that, that she's going to suck at everything, everything like that, that she'll be bad at. And she just knows Cody didn't like it. And she asks if we see why it's scary, why it terrifies her. See, Cody made Christine feel so bad about herself, so bad about herself intimately and attraction-wise that he wasn't attracted to her, that he didn't like how she did this or that maybe. And so now she doesn't have any confidence in herself that she is good enough because some asshole who felt threatened by her and probably felt insecure about her, who knew this woman is way out of my league, I'm insecure about it, so I'm going to be jealous and controlling and I'm going to make her feel like shit so I don't have to feel bad, so I don't have to feel insecure. And look at that. Cody made Christine feel bad about herself when she's beautiful because he's a fucking dick.
Cody made Christine doubt herself, doubt her beauty, doubt her abilities when she's gorgeous. Her doubt her worth, made her doubt her intimacy. He made her doubt everything. He's toxic. And in my opinion, he wanted to keep Christine low and feeling bad, doubting herself, having low self-confidence so that he could manipulate and emotionally abuse and control her. And that's what abusers do. That's what people with narcissistic traits do. Cody knew Christine was way too good for him. Status-wise, she was church royalty. Physically, she was this gorgeous, tall blonde. Everything most women want to be. And Cody chipped away at this bright, beautiful woman to the point where now she doubts if she can be intimate or kiss someone or date. Because Cody made her feel like she wasn't good enough when she's too good for him. Christine is good enough. She's gorgeous. She is all class. She's bubbly. She's funny. She is way too good for a guy like Cody. Cody is toxic sludge. And Christine's light is way too bright for some dark asshole to dim it. I am so happy for Christine that she found love. She found a guy who treats her well, who appreciates her, who hears her voice. I think that's amazing. And I really wish the best for her. And I am so happy Christine found a real man. She deserves every happiness, every happiness. I can't even believe that Cody was ever even able to get a wife like Christine. Now, luckily, Christine has found a man who is actually worthy of her, and I think that's amazing. Christine likes her kids a lot, and they are very supportive of her, and they're very good and kind, and Christine says her kids want the best for her. Next, Janelle is meeting Cody for the first time, since the big blow up, this is the first time that they're going to talk since that big blow up before Christmas. And Janelle says she was quick to want the conflict behind her in the past. She would just say, okay, and she would let stuff go and they would never resolve anything. Then they would just pick up where they left off. They would smooth it over and forget everything and kind of sweep it under the rug and Janelle has realized this time it's not working for her anymore and she really wants to be treated differently. And she wants some more things than what she's getting out of a relationship. And Janelle wonders, can she and Cody do that with their relationship? She feels it would be stupid to throw away 30 years, but she doesn't know if she and Cody can fix it. Mary is at the Airbnb in Parowan and Mary and Jen are talking about Mary's plans. Mary is very nervous about telling Robin her plans to move her clothing business to the Airbnb. And Mary really wants to tell Robin because she is the only one who will care. And Robin is also the only one who will have a problem with it. And so it causes Mary anxiety. And we learn a little more about Jen, Mary's best friend. Jen and Mary have been best friends for a decade. Jen was Mary's exterminator in Vegas, and then they became friends. And Mary has a really good time with Jen, and Jen thinks that Robin is going to understand. Oh, there's going to be a lot of crocodile tears and lots of hysterics and dramatics. Mary's going to be in Utah part-time, and she's going to still go back to Flagstaff. Mary really still wants to try and improve her relationship with Cody. 
So she thinks that when she breaks the news, Cody will think that she is done with the relationship. And that isn't the case. She's not done. Mary says that Jen has been there through everything. She's been with her through the legal divorce, through the catfish. Jen knows her boundaries and Jen won't blab to anyone about Mary or about Mary's family. Next, Janelle meets up with Cody and Janelle has to make an appointment to meet with Cody, her husband. Now, in what world does a wife need to make an appointment to meet up with her husband? That's weird AF. Does Robin need to book appointments with Cody? I don't think so. Cody really must think that he's a super important guy. Now, Janelle hasn't seen Cody since the blow up before Christmas, and she hasn't missed Cody. She isn't pining for him. Cody explains that he and Janelle haven't seen each other since the major blow up before Christmas six weeks ago. This is the first time they are talking. This is the first time they are even seeing each other since then. Apparently, they're going to talk it out. In my opinion, it's a very awkward interaction. Cody walks in and he awkwardly kind of forces Janelle to hug him and he asks for a hug. So she basically has no choice unless she wants to look like an asshole. Cody immediately sits down and he immediately has complaints. Oh, ice water about the ice water. And he just pushes it away with his hand like he's a king. Cody complains that it's winter. Oh, ice water. He's such a fucking diva tells Cody well the waiter will be back in a minute because diva curl girl needs his hot water with lemon stat anything else won't do he tells Janelle that it didn't go well the last time they talked and Janelle feels it's an understatement Janelle admits while they both screamed at each other and Cody is embarrassed by his behavior Cody tells Janelle that he realizes that she doesn't have a safe place or a safe way to talk to him. Nell explains that their last conversation, the big fight is a blur because she was so shocked. She recounts how Cody came in. He was angry. He had a chip on his shoulder. And Janelle says all she was going to do during that conversation was to establish that they were going to do Christmas separately. And Janelle says Cody just lost it. Cody says he felt like he had just endured two years of betrayal from Janelle. Cody says he was triggered. He was so angry. Every time Cody brings up how people betrayed him, betrayal, betrayal, I chuckle to myself. What about all the betrayal Janelle felt when Cody was trying to force her to kick her boys out during the pandemic? When Cody was trying to force Janelle to pick her kids or pick him and the marriage. What about the betrayal Janelle felt when Cody didn't communicate with Savannah, their daughter, on Christmas when he was mad at her? He didn't get Savannah a gift for Christmas because he was mad at Janelle. What about that betrayal to Janelle, the mother of her daughter, Savannah? Cody intentionally hurt Savannah in my opinion, on Christmas as punishment to Janelle. How betrayed does Cody think Janelle feels? What about when Janelle helped pay for the goblins lair with the joint family account she was probably a large contributor to 
and with her Vegas home proceeds along with Mary's. What about that? And what about when Janelle wanted Cody to pay off the land with her and Cody refused to help facilitate that within the family after she was the primary breadwinner supporting his whole family for years? What about when Cody asked Janelle to become more obedient, to become more loyal as if she wasn't loyal all these years, to become more loyal like Robin? We all know Janelle was loyal to the family. She sacrificed a lot. She put the family first for decades, sacrificing her paycheck for them, for the family, for years and years. What about that betrayal? Cody wants to talk about betrayals, betrayals to him, how he was betrayed, but he is projecting. He betrayed Janelle for years, in my opinion, and he betrayed her now when he refuses to help her so she can build her home. Cody says their fight was ugly. It was sad. And Cody tells Janelle this divorce, the divorce with Christine, of course, is affecting him in every way. It's affecting all of his relationships. Oh, he's a victim, guys. Because he can't control and compartmentalize his emotions about the divorce with Christine, he thinks it's okay to blame that for his anger that he projects on other people and to blame that for the reason why he isn't being an active, present husband and father. What's affecting his relationships is his bad behavior and his uncontrolled, unhinged emotions that he doesn't know how to compartmentalize that he spills out onto everything. He makes other people pay for the way he feels inside about something that has nothing to do with them. He is not a victim. So according to Cody, the reason all of his relationships are so affected and so bad and so difficult, it's because of the divorce. It's not because of him and his unchecked emotions and his uncontrolled anger and his inability to be emotionally aware and self-aware and control himself. That's not the problem. The problem is the divorce. He's not the problem and the divorce was done to him and he's a victim, right? Cody says the divorce is affecting him in every way. It's affecting all of his relationships. And he says he is morphing. He is transmuting his grief into anger. And he realizes he isn't a safe place for Janelle to have a conversation. He says it's one trigger after another. And it just set him off. Oh, poor thing. You're triggered. So you acted really shitty. Oh, that's okay. Being triggered isn't an excuse for disrespecting people, for being condescending to people, for throwing anger and vitriol at people. Being triggered is not an excuse and blaming the other person. Oh, well, it's not my fault I got so angry or I did this or I did that. I was triggered and you did it to me. That is bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Here's the thing. Cody signed up for this. And I assume being in a plural marriage means separating and compartmentalizing each relationship and each marriage and those issues and those emotions that come with it and not carrying those emotions and that baggage over to another wife or another marriage or another relationship. Janelle has nothing to do with Christine leaving and her marriage is a completely separate thing. And Cody needs to be self-aware enough and emotionally mature enough 
to handle separating his emotions for Christine and her leaving and not letting his issues in one relationship, his emotions from those issues, his anger from that bleed into his other relationships and the way he treats his wives or his kids. He seems to have serious issues with that. And when he has a problem in one relationship, he is completely fine putting his anger on everyone and letting it affect everyone else's relationship when they don't deserve it, when it's a separate relationship and the wives really don't deserve that. Cody also does this with his kids. If he has an issue with one of the kids' moms in his marriage with that mom, he then uses that as an excuse to neglect or ignore his kids when his kids are not at all responsible for their dad's relationship with their mom and they don't deserve to be neglected or treated differently because of it. I think Cody ignored Savannah on Christmas because he was pissed at Janelle and Savannah didn't deserve that. In my opinion, just from what we see on the show, Cody needs to learn to control his emotions and compartmentalize his grief from Christine leaving and his anger. That isn't Janelle's problem. That isn't part of Janelle's relationship with Cody. It's unfair to Janelle for Cody to bring that, that baggage, those emotions, that grief he suffers from into their dynamic, into their marriage, into their relationship. Now, Janelle says that Cody says, well, my relationship is crap with you because I'm just going through this divorce. I'm angry about this divorce. And Janelle says, be a man, separate your relationships like you have for our entire plural marriage and pay attention here. Well said Janelle. Janelle tells Cody she wants to stay separated for now and Cody is shocked by this. He's surprised that Janelle doesn't want to try and reconcile. Cody explains that he and Janelle have been separated two or three times in the past. And he always just felt like that was because of Janelle's relationships with her sister wives because Janelle just couldn't manage those relationships with her sister wives. Cody never felt like it was over him, but he thinks now maybe he was wrong. Ding, 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 you think? Cody will do mental somersaults, anything he can to make it so he's not the problem, so he's not the one at fault, so he's not the contributing factor. It's any other reason but him. Deflect, 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 deflect. Gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. Lie, lie, lie. Deny, deny, deny. Project, project, project. It's bullshit. Nell is willing to go to counseling with Cody. And Cody thinks it's fair because he says Christine just dropped leaving on him. So Cody's new narrative is that Christine left. All of a sudden, just no warning. She just up and left without even letting him know first. That's not what happened. It wasn't this all of a sudden she decided to leave and Cody knows that. This is bullshit. Now says she knows she needs to be separated right now and she tells Cody she still has a lot of affection for him and that she feels counseling is a good idea. Now, Cody asks, other than that experience where he is blowing up over rejection and them doing Christmas without him, and Janelle stops Cody. She corrects him saying that she and Christine did Christmas separately and Christine only came after Christmas. And Cody says it was still a family Christmas celebration with the family getting together. 
And Janelle tells Cody they need to tread carefully till they involve the third party, the counselor. And Cody assures Janelle he won't get angry anymore, never again, never. Janelle explains to Cody that she didn't know what to do about her boys, and it's make or break for her, her boys, her kids, how Cody treats them, that's make or break for her. Cody explains to Janelle that he has to have a conversation with them, and he doesn't want to do this, and he doesn't want to just act like nothing has happened. Cody thinks that's what he and Christine did. They acted like nothing was going on. Cody says when he would have conversations with Christine about their relationship, it was way too uncomfortable for Christine. She didn't like having those conversations. And yet she left. And she left with Cody holding the bag. With Cody never knowing that she was going to leave. I wonder if Cody is so delusional that he truly believes all the lies that he spouts. I understand he underestimates everyone around him, his family, his ex-wives, the audience that watch his show. He underestimates everyone with his bullshit and his lies. But does he actually buy it? That's utter bullshit that he never knew Christine was leaving. Cody knew Christine wasn't happy for years and years. We know around the time that they first started filming the show, Behind Closed Doors, Christine was saying she hated plural marriage. We know in Vegas, Christine warned Cody that he needed to invest more in their marriage as much as he was investing with Robin or else their marriage would fail and Christine was really unhappy. We know Christine complained that he wasn't there enough. We know she moved Cody's things out and told him he wasn't allowed to sleep there. After Cody told Christine they weren't going to be intimate anymore, and if she was a better sister wife to Robin, then eh, maybe they could discuss intimacy. Cody knew for years Christine was going to leave if he didn't invest in her. This wasn't all of a sudden the way Cody is trying to portray it, and it's bullshit that Christine didn't want to talk about their relationship. They did marriage counseling. Cody would ignore the counselor or he would control the sessions, at least the ones we saw on TV, and he would tell the counselor what he would and would not allow during the session. Christine, for years, she wanted to work on her marriage. She wanted to talk about her marriage and Cody refused. So it's not going to work for him to act like Christine leaving was a shock or him to portray like Christine was unwilling to work on her marriage. Christine tried and Cody refused to try. He didn't like being inconvenienced. Cody says Christine was making plans on leaving, having a discussion with people about leaving him. And he says Christine was telling the adult kids all about it. And Cody says Janelle was the one who told him that Christine was planning on leaving him. And Cody says when Christine left, she never told him. Cody got 10 million warnings. He got his stuff in the garage. He got a million little talks with her about how things were going to go and what she wanted and that she was leaving. And if I remember correctly, Christine kind of slowed down the process and she worked at Cody's pace because Cody wasn't okay with it and she was patient and she took time with him when it was really frustrating and aggravating for her because she was ready to move on. So Cody was well aware that Christine was leaving. Janelle adds that when Cody talks about Christine leaving, it shocks her 
that he purports that he never saw this coming. Janelle reveals that Cody has been telling her for years that he wasn't attracted to Christine and that they were struggling in their marriage. And Janelle says she would have left Cody's ass the first time he said that to her. She would have. Fuck yeah. Who stays with a man who constantly tells her he isn't attracted to her? No woman who respects herself would ever, ever stay. Cody tells Janelle that he isn't going to be angry with her anymore. So if she wants to do a separation, he says he understands, but he says he isn't going to be angry anymore. And he says if he gets angry, he will leave. He won't be accusatory. And he realizes he is morphing this grief into anger. I promise. I promise. Oh, I'll never do it again. Oh, please, please. I'll never do it again. Words, 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 empty words. Janelle tells Cody for the last month or so, she vacillated between never wanting to see Cody again to remembering the guy she used to know. So she has to figure it out and she doesn't know how to reconcile with Cody unless her kids can all be there. Next, Janelle confronts Cody about Savannah and she tells Cody he hasn't talked to Savannah in six weeks. He didn't even call her at Christmas or anything. It was nothing, not even a gift. And Cody can't even get out a sentence. He is tongue-tied, he's mumbling, he's tripped up in his words. He doesn't know what the fuck kind of excuse he can make for that deplorable behavior. Then in confessional, Robin has probably coached him and he is full of excuses. They don't hold any water, mind you, but he is full of them. He says when Janelle kicked him out of his house, when Christine leaves and kicks him out, they separate him from the environment that he knows his children in. Fuck all the way off with that excuse. Listen, even before Cody was separated from these women, even before the pandemic, he wasn't too invested in seeing his kids. He phoned it in. He put hoops for everyone to jump through. And then he blamed his wives and kids for why he couldn't come around when they couldn't jump through those hoops. So it's bullshit. Cody spent the majority of his time at Robin's house, even before the separations, even before the Rona. So all of this is just empty lip service. He's like a grimy politician, this guy. Victim context says he's struggling to survive all the heartbreak. While they sit here and play mean girls together. Grow a pair. Grow the fuck up. Mean girls. And Christine and Janelle are mean girls. Cody wants to talk about heartbreak. How does he think it felt for Savannah when he didn't call her or send a gift on Christmas? What about when Cody refused to attend Isabel's major surgery? What about when Cody forgot Gabe's birthday? Completely. All of that is heartbreak. Cody wants to talk about his own betrayal and his own heartbreak. But what about the betrayal he does to his ex-wives, to his kids? What about the heartbreak he inflicted on his ex-wives and on his kids? 
How come Cody isn't addressing that? Everything is me, me, me. It's a Cody-centric world. It's about me. It's about me. And Robin's the same way. Everything, Robin, oh, it's about me. I'm about the patio with the grandkids. The sister was a new start for me. And this These two are a fucking match made in hell. They're perfect for each other. Cut from the same cloth. Professional fucking victims wallowing in self-pity. They never look at how the other people in the family feel. They never look from anyone else's perspective. They don't have empathy. They don't have compassion. They don't have any type of understanding of what other people go through wearing different shoes on the other side of the fence. All they see is themselves and how it affects them, how they were wronged, and it's bullshit. Let's also not forget the heartbreak and betrayal Mary Janelle and Christine felt over the years with Cody's emotionally abusive, neglectful behavior. We heard Christine say last episode that she felt hopeless during her marriage. Hopeless. So I'd really love for Robin and Cody to address everyone else's heartbreak and the betrayal they have inflicted on everyone else in the family. I would love to hear that. I really don't think anyone feels bad for Cody's heartbreak. The only one who maybe feels sorry for him is himself and maybe his shop lady wife. They both love to wallow in the self-pity and victimhood. Cody has no balls. He sits there like a coward, wallowing in self-pity, blaming everyone and everything but himself for why his relationships suck, for why his family imploded, for why his relationships suck with everyone in the family, all of his kids, his ex-wives, and he sits and he makes a big meal out of all my heartbreak, all my grief, my suffering, my sacrifice. All of this is the repercussions of Cody's bad behavior. Ultimately, Cody inflicted all of this heartbreak and this grief and this suffering and all all on himself with his toxic behavior and his actions. That's on Cody. That's on no one else. Cody is his own worst enemy and wallowing in his self-pity is not a good look. Cody is totally delusional. He thinks he's a 10, he's man candy, Man, those bald spots are sexy as fuck with the party in the back. I tell you, that is every woman's dream. They fucking love that shit. That barely their hair, man, ooh, sexy. Every woman's dream. Cody says Janelle is not in love with him, but he thinks, she thinks he's hot. He says he has nice pecs and a great six pack of abs. But that is all Janelle is interested in, as if Janelle objectifies him and he's her sex object. Cody is disgusting. He doesn't look good. I can't even believe he thinks anybody thinks he's hot, especially with the way that he treats people. No fucking way. Now to that, Janelle says Cody is missing the boat big time. She says there is way more to a marriage than just physical attraction and she feels like she and Cody are in big danger here. Cody makes more excuses about Savannah and not seeing his kids. Cody says that he's been doing lots of business at night so 
he really hasn't been around to do stuff with Savannah after school. And Janelle doesn't know. She says there is a lot to unwind. Cody says almost all of his interaction with the Goblins kids is because he is with Robin and so he's just interacting with her kids. And he has to make a plan. He has to go out of his way. He has to inconvenience himself to see Savannah. He has to call her, make an effort, make a plan with Savannah to interact with her without Janelle. Cody says if he was at home with Janelle and interacting with Savannah, this would be every two nights that he would see Savannah. He'd be two nights at Robin's and two nights at Janelle's doing the rotation. But Janelle has made that clear that that isn't happening. How hard is it for Cody to call or text his kid and say, hey, you want to grab dinner? Hey, you want to go to a movie? Hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? What the fuck? This man is full of excuses. Listen, Janelle has every right to want a separation from Cody. And that separation from Cody should have no bearing at all on his relationship with Savannah. That isn't Savannah's fault. And Cody can't pin this on Janelle and blame Janelle for why he doesn't see Savannah because it's not her fault. It's on Cody to communicate with his daughter and plan those visits for him to make that happen with her. He's the one not taking initiative, just like he refuses to initiate having the conversation with his sons, yet he keeps demanding that they have to have this conversation that he refuses to call for because he's too proud or something. He's a piece of shit. His kids should come before his pride and his ego. Cody can't blame Janelle for why he doesn't see Savannah. It's not on Janelle. It's on Cody. He's a grown-ass adult man, and whether or not he rotates nights at Janelle's or not, that is irrelevant to his relationship with Savannah and him spending time with his daughter. Cody feels, in my opinion, that it's an inconvenience to have to call or text his daughter and plan to see her, so he just makes no effort at all, and he then blames it on Janelle. Oh, Janelle kicked me out when it has nothing to do with Janelle. He can see his daughter still. He doesn't take the initiative. Janelle didn't take anything from Cody. She didn't rob Savannah of her relationship with her dad. This is on Cody to call Savannah or text. It's on Cody to communicate with Savannah to arrange spending time with her on those two nights he would have had with Janelle. Cody could easily spend time with his daughter if he chooses to. But Cody chooses not to, and he tries to pin it on Janelle and the separation when it has nothing to do with it. If Cody really wanted to see Savannah, he could, and he knows that. Next, Cody wants to bullshit, bullshit, bullshit some more. He wants to deflect and make excuses. So Cody brings up COVID to deflect, the Rona. Why not? And all else fails, Cody makes all the problems about the Rona. When all else fails, he makes all the problems about polygamy being the problem, about Rona being the problem. The reason for all the dysfunction is polygamy doesn't work, it's too hard, or oh, the pandemic, oh, the Rona, oh, oh, oh. The pandemic and polygamy are not reasons for the dysfunction in his family. The dysfunction began way before the pandemic. The dysfunction didn't come from 
polygamy itself. Plural marriage is very complicated, but that is not where the dysfunction came in. Cody was able to successfully do a functional family living plural marriage before Robin came in. Things shifted when Robin came in, Robin prioritized Cody, Cody prioritized Robin instead of the big family, and his three other original wives were no longer getting fair and equal time, and things became imbalanced, and Cody had a favorite wife, and his three wives were loyal, his three original wives, and they still prioritized and were loyal to the larger family. Cody shifted his loyalties, Cody stopped doing fair and equal, Cody picked a favorite, and the whole dynamic became dysfunctional. It has nothing to do with plural marriage specifically or with the Rona. It has to do with Cody changing the way he executed plural marriage as a plural husband. He stopped doing things fairly and equally, and that is when the dysfunction crept in. This dysfunction was way, way before the pandemic. Cody stopped doing things fairly and equally with all of his wives and kids, in my opinion, around the time of the courtship with Robin. And it was also evident in Vegas that Cody wasn't doing things fairly and equally. But Cody likes to blame the Rona. He loves to blame plural marriage to deflect from himself being the problem, to deflect from him having a favorite wife and investing totally in her and in her kids to the neglect of everyone else in the family. Cody prioritized Robin over his whole family. This has nothing to do with the pandemic. Cody randomly mentions the Rona and Janelle explains to Cody it's not about the Rona. It's about only seeing one person's perspective. That's what Janelle felt like. And Janelle tells Cody he told her boys that they have to apologize to Robin. Goblin says she knows one of the issues between Janelle and Cody is Cody asking for this apology to her from Janelle's boys. And Robin says she never asked for an apology. She never wanted an apology. And she did not know Cody was asking for an apology for her. And she isn't happy that Cody was doing that. Words, words, words. Now, Cody tells Janelle that Garrison called Robin up and Cody says there is a reason for the apology because Garrison accused Robin. Oh, the angel, the angel, the mother Teresa. He accused her. Angel, cap in hand. Garrison accused Robin of being the one doing all of this Rona stuff. And Cody tells Janelle it's really weird to transmute that much stuff onto somebody who was only being compliant with what he said they needed to do to protect the family. And Janelle again tells Cody it's not about the Rona. It's over. It's whatever. She says it's about feeling like Cody is a father to all and a husband to all. And Cody says but he isn't respected by all. Janelle doesn't know how she and Cody come back from this. You know what's really weird to me? It's really weird for Cody to transmute all of his anger onto his ex-wives or for him to transmute the blame for not seeing his kids on the fact that he is separated from their mothers 
or it's really weird for Cody to transmute the blame on not doing things fairly and equally with all of his wives on the pandemic and the pandemic protocols. That's really weird. It was also really weird for Cody to refer to his wives and kids, his family, as the obstacles to his goals in life. That's really weird. Garrison calling Robin wasn't weird. It wasn't disrespectful. And Garrison was standing up for himself, for his mother, for his other mothers, and for all of his siblings and the larger family. That wasn't weird. It was noble, and he has nothing to apologize for at all. The people, in my opinion, who should be apologizing and taking accountability here are Cody and his shop lady wife, frankly, with the best customer service. It's really weird, too, for Cody to transmute his insecurity into trying to control his whole family to protect his precious ego. That's weird, too. Cody, in my opinion, is weird as fuck. Next, Janelle asks Cody if he really wants to still have a plural family because she says she can't tell. And Cody says he has carried this burden their entire marriage. Everybody else had a tolerance for not being together. And Cody says he felt like Atlas with the world on his shoulders and he shrugged it off and nobody else picked it up. Cody says he has always worked hard for plural marriage. And just because they got here and he got cynical, it doesn't mean he doesn't want plural marriage anymore. Next, Cody bitterly asks, what has Janelle done to help it? He says Janelle hasn't been living plural marriage. She has been living independence from a husband who is there when she wants him, a husband who has resources that she gets. What resources? He's a shit husband. He's a shit father. Janelle acted as primary breadwinner for the whole family for decades. And Janelle supported Cody and his whole family for decades with her full-time job and her paycheck and her college education. She is the family's money tree. She was for decades, and she is probably the primary contributor to the joint family account that every other wife could use to secure a home. But she wasn't allowed to use that joint family account to pay off the land when she contributed largely to Robin buying her goblin's lair. What resources? When Janelle really needed Cody to step up and pay off the land, he refused when he knows Janelle is his money tree. Most of the money for his goblin's lair came from the joint family account from Mary's Vegas house proceeds, and a large share came from Janelle's Vegas house proceeds. If anything, Janelle is a resource for Cody, not the other way around. Janelle tells Cody it feels like it's easy for him to be at Robin's house, and it feels like he doesn't want to be anywhere else. Cody tells Janelle that he was always at her house and he was always at Christine's house. Cody bullshits some more and he tells Janelle she is going off a recency bias with the Rona. In other words, Cody's bullshit perspective is that, yes, during the Rona, things weren't fair and equal, blah, blah, blah. But in the past, our whole past, I was always there fairly and equally. It was only for the year or the two years, whatever the time was 
for the Rona that it wasn't fair. And now all of my wives are basing all of their unhappiness in the relationships on what happened during the pandemic. They're ignoring the past. They're saying it was the whole past. They're, they're filtering everything through the eyes of the Rona that it was the whole time when really they're over-exaggerating. It was just during the pandemic. And before that, everything was great. That's Cody's bullshit. No response to Cody that he needs to stop referencing what happened during the pandemic as well. And Janelle sees that Cody is now starting to get agitated because she sees things much differently than he does. And Cody says this all came about because he felt like he wasn't being supported in what he was doing for the whole family. And Janelle explains that they all had kids at different stages in life. And Cody refused. He couldn't accommodate that. And Cody says he filled the obligation deeper for the littlest kids because of their needs. Janelle tells Cody she feels like that's all Cody saw. He only saw his youngest children during the pandemic and he stopped seeing his other children and he became so hyper-focused on just the needs of the youngest kids, Saul and Ari, that he stopped seeing the needs of his other kids. And Mary says that Cody always made it a point to be a part of his kids' lives, especially when they are younger. But Mary thinks it's easy for Cody to forget that he should still nurture the relationships with his adult children as well. Cody tells Janelle that he didn't overreact to what was going on with Gabe and Garrison, but he thinks he went to extremes on how he felt. And in the end, he should have told them that they needed to have a conversation instead of saying that they owed him an apology. Cody said any of the adult kids are free to make their own choices. They're free to do that, but he had to be able to protect the babies. So Cody is all about protecting his kids. But Isabel, during that major surgery, she had her back opened up. She had her lung deflated. She was in ICU. It was very intense. Could have been life-threatening. God forbid, should something have gone wrong. So Cody is so concerned for Saul and Ari, but he couldn't be there for his daughter's major surgery. I would think that the major surgery would take precedence as far as the protection when her spine is being cut open and screws and fibers are being screwed in and her lung is being deflated and this and that. You would think that if he's so into protecting his kids that he would be there for Isabel. Seriously, imagine if it was Aurora or Brianna or one of Robin's other kids and they had a major surgery similar to Isabel's surgery, that intense, that major And imagine Cody saying, I'm not going to go because I have to protect everyone else in the family because of this pandemic. Do you think Robin would let that fly? Do we think for one second she would be cool with that? Next, Cody really wants to bring the focus onto the royal children in his talk with Janelle. And Cody tells Janelle that he wishes Saul and Ari had the same value to the whole family that they see other people have. What about Savannah's value to the family and how valuable she felt to Cody when Cody couldn't even bother to text her on Christmas, but Cody wants to sit and talk about Saul and Ari and how the family doesn't value them. Janelle tells Cody she thinks those kind of statements are dangerous because Cody assumes a lot there 
with Cody saying that he wishes everybody in the family valued Saul and Ari. Janelle feels there is a lot of assumption and judgment there with Cody saying that. So Janelle thinks that is exactly where they need a counselor. And Cody says at the time he felt he was being gaslit, he was being manipulated, and he was being lied to. He thinks Janelle is pointing her finger at favoritism towards Saul and Ari. Cody feels it's the same favoritism he always gave to all the little kids, starting with Logan all the way through. Yes, but with Logan and Cody's other older kids, when they were younger and Cody paid them more attention and gave them favoritism, was he neglecting his other kids or wives to be able to give that level of favoritism and investment to one wife and her kids? I don't think so. Cody explains when the kids are little, he gives them a lot. And he says as adults, he still gives them a lot, but he doesn't feel his obligation is the same to them. Basically, in my opinion, Cody likes the kids when they're little and he can be the hero and it's convenient and it's easy. But when the kids get older, when they no longer see him as perfect, if he isn't the hero, if it's not easy, if it's inconvenient, if it gets complicated, his solution is he will just detach. He's not getting the same supply he was because Cody only does what is convenient for him and Cody only follows and pays attention to places where he gets his perfect supply. Saul and Ari are the apple of Cody's eye right now because he is their hero. It's easy. They adore him. They love him. He gets to feel like the best dad ever in one place. But once Saul and Ari get older, once they have attitudes, once they see Cody's faults, once they confront him or criticize him, Cody will also detach from them and do the same patterns of behavior, in my opinion. Saul and Ari are not immune. Also, adult kids still need their father. Janelle tells Cody they will just go back and forth, and Cody tells her she has never validated his position that he was forced into through the Rona. And Janelle tells Cody he isn't listening. He's not listening. He's intentionally deflecting. Cody says he is listening, but Janelle is trying to lay this on the idea that he didn't want to be around her, and Cody says it's not true. Oh, really? Did Cody really want to be around the people, one of the wives that he referred to as the obstacles to his goals in life? Really? Janelle says she just asked Cody if he wants to live plural marriage because she isn't sure. And she says she isn't inclined to stay in this relationship with Cody. She doesn't feel like she is getting what she deserves from him. Janelle says she is independent. She really doesn't need a lot from Cody. But when he all of a sudden doesn't want to be a father to her kids, just because her kids disagree with him, that changes the cost-benefit equation for her in this marriage. Cody says he always wanted to be a father to his kids. He says it was his sole goal in life. Why doesn't he act like it? He doesn't even call Savannah on Christmas. He doesn't go to his daughter's major surgery. He forgets Gabe's birthday, but being a father is his most important major goal in life. Yet he refers to his family, to his ex-wives, to his kids as the obstacles to his goals in life. But being a father is his sole goal in life. 
He says a lot of words, but he, his actions don't line up with the words that come out of his mouth. Cody says, if a wife is only concerned about how he is at her place, then she is a monogamist. And Cody says, so stop trying to act like he did something wrong for 20 years. Well, maybe Cody should tell that to Robin. He neglected three other households to invest more in Robin and her household. And Robin has no concern for Cody's absence in all of these other places, for his neglect in all of these other places so he can invest more in her and her kids. It's very interesting that Cody projected it onto Janelle because Robin gets all of Cody's time and investment and she has no concern for his absence and neglect in the three other places. All she cares about is that she gets what she wants in her home. It looks to me like Robin is more of a monogamist, really. Cody tells Janelle it's true that he has been in a place where he feels like without being in plural marriage, they can be married. So they have to figure out now plural monogamy because they don't want to live in one home and they aren't really living plural marriage anymore and they don't know how to function to all live together. So Plural monogamy, according to Cody, is multiple families. It's a husband with two families, like two separate families. And Cody says Janelle isn't interested in reconciling with Mary. And Cody gets it because he knows he and Mary probably can't reconcile. And Janelle also isn't interested in a relationship with Robin at all. So Cody says plural monogamy would be him at Robin's house and him at Janelle's house. And these two families are separate. They don't at all interact. Cody says that's plural monogamy. And Janelle says Cody brought up the term plural monogamy and he acts like it was her idea. Janelle tells Cody for the last six weeks, she wasn't even sure she would stay. Janelle isn't leaving yet. She isn't throwing in the towel, but she needs to be separated from Cody until they figure this out. Cody wants Janelle to explain the value of the separation to him. And Janelle feels like she is more aware of what she needs when Cody is not there. And she says when Cody is there, she wants to just forget everything and just be and have everything peaceful. And Janelle says it's easier for her to have focus on what she needs and what she needs to communicate to Cody. Cody doesn't get it. He says, The punishment seems way beyond the crime. I feel like Cody is making a lot of assumptions. He initially assumed that Christine was playing games when she was dead serious when she put his boxes in the garage. And now I feel like he thinks Janelle is using the separation as some type of game or like a bargaining chip or a manipulation when that's not the case at all. She is serious about this. And she would be willing to try and make things work and try and go to a counselor. And Cody sees this as Janelle just playing a game. He doesn't get it. Because Cody is toxic and plays everything like a game, he assumes everyone does the same thing with him. And that's not the case. Cody told his wife, choose your loyalties, pick between our kids or me and our marriage. And he doesn't get why Janelle wants to separate and he thinks the punishment is greater than the crime. He's out of his fucking mind. Cody thinks maybe it's a wake-up call for him and maybe Janelle isn't interested in this anymore. 
He says, maybe Janelle got what she needed and she is moving on. Cody wants to blame Janelle. He wants to make it seem like he really wants to work on this. And Janelle is the one who's out the door. Janelle is the one who wants to leave. He doesn't want this. Janelle is using him. Janelle sees him as a resource. It's bullshit, utter bullshit that he can disrespect Janelle in that way after she was the breadwinner for so many years for his whole family. That's fucking disgusting. Cody talks about loyalty. Where the fuck is his loyalty? Especially after all Janelle sacrificed for this family. Janelle tells Cody they need a redefinition and she still isn't 100% sure that they can save it. And Cody asks, really? He seems very surprised by this. And Janelle says, sometimes she is really angry still. She doesn't know. She says she doesn't have an estate. She doesn't have anything in her name. The property is all mishmashed. And Janelle tells Cody she doesn't have anything. She doesn't have any assets. She doesn't know. There's a lot to unpack. And Janelle tells Cody they have to pay off the property. And she explains that Cody moved heaven and earth to get the goblin's lair for Robin. They put all of their crap in U-Hauls for months. It was impractical. They lived in the goblin's lair as a short-term rental before they bought it. And Janelle says she is stuck. She is stagnant. Cody wants to lie, of course. He insists that Janelle has the same assets as he does. Robin's house, he says, isn't an asset. It's the bank's asset. And they have to house their kids for another 15 years there. And Cody tells Janelle he won't stop them from paying off the land. And Janelle says when Cody first left, she thought, crap, I don't have anything. I have nothing in my name. And Cody's concern is that this sounds like it's about money for Janelle, as if Janelle is using Cody for money when all his life he has used Janelle as a money tree and he even used Janelle to buy his goblin's lair with Robin. So this is bullshit that he won't be there for her now and he's making it seem like she's the greedy one, like she's making this about money when he squandered everything from her and she has nothing in her name. And after all the years of being a primary breadwinner for 20 plus people, Janelle has nothing to show for it and all of her assets are tied up in the land with Cody and Robin and Mary and Janelle and Cody have to pay it off. And if Cody doesn't want to play ball, it's her credit and her finances that go down the tubes. Cody isn't going to have her back and reciprocate and sacrifice after all the years she financially gave to this family, after all she gave for Robin to have that roof over her head and her kids' heads. I can't believe Cody has the nerve to make this like Janelle is greedy, like Janelle is making this about money. He is such a piece of shit. He is the most disloyal, disrespectful, condescending piece of crap I have ever seen. He has no balls. He's a coward. Janelle can do better. She can find someone who's a real man who can treat her the way she deserves to be treated. So Cody says it sounds like it's all about money for Janelle. And he wonders, has he always just been a resource for her? What a fucking crock of shit. After she paid for him and his family as a primary breadwinner for years, she paid for a large majority of the goblin's lair that he sleeps in with his goblin wife and her kids. He wants to sit and say, oh, this is about money for Janelle. Maybe she's in it for my resources. What the fuck is she getting from him? She gave to him. 
Now she is at his mercy because their names are all commingled on the land. And if he doesn't help her pay it off, she's the one that's primarily going to be the one to go down. Her finances are going to go in the gutter. He's a piece of shit and he knows she is at his mercy and he knows if he doesn't help her, she will be fucked. And he's a piece of shit to now be like, oh, Janelle's making this about money. Fuck him. Janelle's using me. I'm a resource. He's projecting because he used Janelle all of these years. She was his money tree. He's projecting. He's using her. He has used her for decades. Janelle says she is completely vulnerable if she decides to leave Cody. She has nothing. And Cody wonders, if I can't provide everything, am I not of value? And Janelle says the disconnect is wild here. So again, Janelle was the primary breadwinner in this family for years and years. She sacrificed her paycheck for this family. She helped pay for the goblin's lair. She helped secure the family the land. She helped by contributing to the joint family account Christine and Robin got to use to get their Flagstaff homes. She sacrificed a lot of the proceeds from her Vegas home along with Mary for Robin to get her goblin's lair, to get that home. And Cody knows it's an asset for he and Robin. This is bullshit, and Cody is making it seem like all these years, Janelle is the one who used him for money and that he's worthless to her, just a resource. When without Janelle, without her sacrifice for decades and decades, he knows his whole family would be homeless. Without Janelle's paycheck, they would probably be indigent. There is no way in hell the family would survive without Janelle and her financial contribution to this family. And by the way, his precious royal children, Saul and Ari, would not have a roof over their heads if it wasn't for Janelle and her contribution to the goblin's lair. There's no way in hell the family would survive without Janelle and her paycheck. Cody's way of thanking Janelle and showing gratitude for all her decades of sacrifice is lying about her financial situation to the world and suggesting that maybe Janelle is using him and it's all about money when he and his family would never survive without Janelle. And he knows that. He is a total dick. He has no loyalty. He has no respect. And he used the fuck out of Janelle. And now he wants to accuse her of using him as a resource, of making this all about money. He's projecting how he acts and how his precious shop lady wife acts, using the other wives to have a home, to gain this, to do that. He used Janelle. He knows he would never have half the shit that he has now. He definitely wouldn't have the goblin's lair if it wasn't for Janelle and her contribution. And he is really lower than scum in accusing her on international television of using him as a resource, of making this all about money. He knows everything Janelle has financially is tied up in this land. And if he doesn't help her pay it off, she will lose everything. She will have nothing. And instead of him being grateful and appreciative to Janelle for all she did for his family, he now wants to hold her between a rock and a hard place and he gets enjoyment out of it. And that's bullshit. We know Cody has the money to pay off the land with the joint family account. And Janelle made it clear that the financial situation of the family, the joint family account, is at the same place as it was when Christine needed to tap into it for her home and when Robin needed to tap into it for the Goblin's Lair. So they have the same financial situation. 
They could use the money to pay off the land if they wanted to, but Cody refuses. I have no words for this bullshit. I really, I have no words. Shame on Cody. He really is a real SOB and he's a fucking douche canoe. Cody talks about loyalty, but where the fuck is his loyalty to this woman, to Janelle, who gave everything to the family financially? She gave everything to support the larger family to make ends meet. Cody demands loyalty, but he sure as hell doesn't give it. What a dick. Cody obviously has a very low consciousness level and the bar of standards is like stuck in the pig shit. He has very poor morals and very bad character if he would do this to the mother of his kids who sacrificed so much and now she just needs a little help from him, a little support, a little reassurance that he's going to be there and help her with this financial thing that she took on because she trusted him, because she trusted in this family. And now he wants to sit and lie and deflect and bullshit like it's a fucking game. He's a piece of shit. This is the mother of his kids and she did a lot for him and for all of his family. And for him to treat her like this, it just shows the contents of Cody's character and who he is. I mean, I wouldn't want to know this guy, would you? Next, the focus is back on Mary. Mary really doesn't have a reason to be in Flagstaff at all, except really wanting to heal her marriage. She says basically it's Robin and her kids that she sees in Flagstaff, and it's Robin and her kids she has a relationship with in Flagstaff. But Mary really enjoys being in Parowan and she wants to do events at the BNB, so she wants a commercial kitchen there. And Mary says their family has tried to do many different businesses throughout the years, and their downfall is they didn't have one person in charge. Robin thinks in plural marriage it can get complicated. But she says, for my sister wife's closet, she specifically wanted to work with all of her sister wives on my sister wife's closet. And she wanted that group experience, the sister wife's experience of when all of the original sister wives raised their kids together. So Robin says she was trying to pull them in for that, to try and recreate that with her. You can't force your way into having that history and that dynamic that the original sister wives had together when they raised all of their older kids together. I think that's really strange that she assumed that she would just automatically become a part of it when she doesn't have that shared history. And I think Robin thought that she could manipulate her way into that. But realistically, I don't think with Cody giving Robin so much more investment and attention that she ever would have integrated with her other sister wives in such a deep way. Mary Janelle and Christine had years and years together raising the kids and Robin was at a different phase, almost getting a monogamous experience with Cody and her kids were very young and there's no way to make up for that history or to force it or to relive it by pushing the women to work at my sister wife's closet, a business that Christine and Janelle were not even excited about doing. Robin saying she wanted all of the sister wives involved in my sister wife's closet with the purpose of pulling them into being closer so that she could have that experience. That just shows how delusional Robin is and the level of her manipulation as well. Mary thinks Robin should have been in charge of my sister wife's closet. And Christine says in polygamy, most decisions are made by committee. And she says it's good and bad because committees have a tendency to not get a lot of stuff done. But she says it's necessary and it's important 
to have a committee in plural marriage instead of one person calling all the shots. Next, Cody deflects to Christine again. When the Rona didn't work, he deflected to Christine. Now, Cody feels like he and Janelle did a lot of work in Vegas, and now the only progress they made was Christine's exit, and that's not how he viewed progress. Cody says Christine just finally decided what she wanted, and Cody tells Janelle, here they are, Christine is getting closer and closer to the edge, and he heard rumors, and he asked her about it, and she told him, She wasn't threatening to leave him. And Janelle tells Cody she doesn't know how to be involved in that relationship or how to talk about it. Cody asks Janelle if he should just bottle it all up then. Janelle wants him to talk about it. And Cody tells Janelle that Christine is going to go find someone she will date and then she'll vomit all over about her divorce and her marriage. So Cody's main concern is that Christine is going to shit talk him or tell the truth about him and have negative stuff to say about him. That's his main concern. Is he there with Janelle at this lunch to bitch about his grief and play a victim and bitch about his divorce to Christine? Or is he there to talk with Janelle about his relationship with her? Janelle tells Cody she really isn't trying to shut him down, but she doesn't know how to talk about it. And Cody says it's probably counterproductive to talk about. And Janelle really doesn't want to start this conversation up yet again for the umpteenth time in this conversation. And she says Cody should be a big boy and reconcile it. She says he's been bitching about it, about Christine leaving for six months now. And she says, get over it, reconcile it, and move on in her confessional scene. Cody tries to manipulate Janelle and remind her of the good times. He asks her if she remembers the great experience in Vegas. He asks, you weren't having a great time in Vegas? Cody says there is so much unwound for him and he was a smiling idiot and he thought it was all good and then it turns out later that it was all a shitty experience. Janelle thought that she and Cody had good years in Vegas and Cody says he was spouting poetry, he was following her around and Janelle says, She knows. Janelle says when Cody says they had a great time in Vegas for a couple of years, that doesn't mean that somehow that pastime excuses this right now. And Cody says he had a renaissance with Janelle in Vegas and Janelle denies it. That's the past. That's years ago. And just because they had a decent period for a couple of years and it was years ago, That doesn't mean that now this is okay or that it would be worth it to even try to work on things considering Cody's behavior and the state of the marriage now. That was then, this is now. Janelle tells Cody she misses him. She doesn't know how to fix it or how to figure it out and she doesn't want to just let it go. She says she and Cody have a tendency for him to just come back and then they forget the hard stuff and she needs something different this time. She's not going to do that again. And Cody says they need to be conscious about their relationship and how they're working it out, what they're doing. And Janelle says it was easier. She has great conversations with Cody and she misses that. She wonders, maybe they weren't taking enough care of their marriage. They weren't taking enough care of their relationship. Janelle misses Cody 
She probably misses the guy that she used to know. This Cody now isn't that guy and will never be that guy. Frankly, I believe Cody always had this side to him. He was just a happier, more stable person back then. So he didn't let the mask slip as much or to this degree. So she probably didn't see this. And so now she's thinking, well, he wasn't like this before. Will he flip back? Will he flip back? He will never flip back. Janelle says she and Cody are very best friends and they have lots of great conversations. She misses Cody in her bed and in her house and she misses him. She misses him in general, but she isn't being treated the way she deserves to be treated and she's not okay with that. Janelle thinks the lunch, it went better than expected and Cody asks, well, you didn't think I missed you or that I wanted to kiss you on the lips or see you again? And at that, Janelle is all smiles. He's just manipulating the fuck out of her, basically. He knows that she is sexually attracted to him and he can use that to his advantage to kind of string her along, in my opinion. So occasionally he'll throw her a little something and she'll think, oh, maybe he'll go back to the old Cody. It's just a manipulation. He will never go back to the old Cody. In my opinion, the old Cody that she knew isn't the real Cody. Cody is just manipulating her with that, and I think Cody really wants to try to keep Janelle around for financial reasons, in my opinion. It's to his benefit. It's to the shop lady's benefit and to Saul and Ari's benefit and the royal children's benefit to keep Janelle around for financial reasons, in my opinion. Cody tells Janelle that they can be simple. It's everything else that is complicated. And Janelle says, yeah, on a basic level, she and Cody are simple. If there was nothing going on, but he and her, if they were on some desert island, they would be great. But she says, no, life is not that. And Cody tells Janelle, this whole thing with Christine is very, very complicated. He tells Janelle they're married and they will work this out. The stuff with Christine won't matter in their marriage and there will be a safe place here. Cody says it's the weirdest thing in the world to be getting divorced from one wife while you're having a relationship with another wife and you're still married. And Janelle admits it's a conflict and Cody says it's weird and he says it went better than Janelle expected but Cody really went into this lunch thinking that they would reconcile right here. And Janelle said she was enjoying her independence this freedom too much and she wants to stay separated. Even though Cody thought they would reconcile today, Cody says in his mind it went well because he is deeply committed to never triggering or becoming angry again. Listen, Cody is full of vitriol and resentment and piss and anger and this is not the last time he's going to get triggered and this is not the last time he's going to get angry. Never say never. So he's deeply committed to never triggering or becoming angry again. And Cody says, if he sees those triggers coming, he will stop. Cody has no control over his emotions. He's not self-aware. He's not mature. He doesn't have emotional awareness. He doesn't have self-control. He doesn't have emotional intelligence. He's not going to be able to do that. It's just words. Janelle doesn't know. She told Cody they need a counselor. So far, Cody didn't get a counselor, and Janelle says if Cody wanted it, maybe she would try to work on it, but if he doesn't want it, she isn't going to sit here and put all the effort into trying to create this because she thinks there is something better 
for her. Yes, Cody will never be able to give her what she deserves. Cody will never be able to control his anger. Even if he says, if he feels triggered, he will stop. He won't. He can't. He isn't capable. Janelle seems to know Cody isn't capable to give her what she deserves. And I hope she leaves Cody and finds someone who can give her what she deserves. That does it for this episode. I'll be back next week for Sister Wife, Season 18, Episode 7, Throwing in the Towel. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.